Do you want to hear what it sounds like at Burning Man on the Saturday night, just after the Burnt the Man, with 80,000 people and all the art cars in a huge circle? Are you sure? All right then. But that's enough of that. Here's a taster of what you'll hear on Mark Goes to Burning Man. You'll hear from me about being caught in a whiteout. So I'm not sure how far I'm going to go, actually, because this is... No, it's just... <laughs> it's a whiteout. <laughs> just looks like you're uh, in a cloud with music. <laughs> you'll hear Al's story about Larry Harvey. We were going along, and suddenly a couple of guys came up to me and says, Al! Larry Harvey's about to light up a cigarette. I'm like, well, tell him the rules. Remind him the rules, whatever. And they're like, Al, it's Larry Harvey. We can't do that. And I'm like, yes, you can. Come on, you guys. You'll hear from Patsy about carrying a knife. So when I was getting ready to jump, the pilot had a fit and he said, you will jump with this knife. And I said, I have never jumped with a knife. I don't need a knife. From Patrick, about what type of people go to Burning Man? I've never met a concentration of so many incredibly smart, passionate, hilarious, absurd people in one place. From dudes who work as janitors to Charles White, who works at NASA. To, uh, we have a doctor in our camp here. All kinds of stuff. But they're all willing to come to this godforsaken, inhospitable ridiculous environment to build absurdist shit. It, just, it makes way more sense to me than anything else in the default world. You'll hear from Captain Greg of the Monaco. You know, I'm, I am a person who likes to do things that not many people in the world have ever done. Yeah. And sailing the world's largest land sailor, which is basically a ship that doesn't float on a lake that isn't here, is one of those things that most people never get to do. And from Kim about her cancer journey. Yeah, I went home and she said, well, should we pop the champagne? And I said, pop the champagne. Best day ever. And she's like, are you serious? They just cut you open and removed cancer. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm still here. Like, it's gone for the most part. You know, this is not what's going to kill me. (laughs) This burning man may kill me, but cancer is not. Why do you keep... And from Ian about being stopped at customs. And then uh, we were kind of finishing up the whole thing and he was giving us a little bit of a hard time. And at the end of it, he pulls down his glasses and he goes, I used to go to Burning Man in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just fucking with us. <laughs> uh, There's a lot of fuckery goes on around yeah. here. You'll also hear from Kirsten about making me miss a perfectly good photograph. And a rather large uh, uh, piece of wind came and lifted it up with us all hanging on it. Yeah. Uh, How yeah. long is it? 80 feet or 60 feet? Uh, this year we had extended it to 60 by 80. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And I was underneath it at the time instead yep. of taking photographs of it yep. because somebody guilted me into doing a bit of work <laughs> for a change. And I'm still going, well, I never didn't get that photograph. I almost don't believe that. You do work. <laughs> I'm just teasing. And from Duane about El Pulpo, both Mechanico and Magnifico. If you know, you know. And if you don't, you will after listening to Marcos de Burning Man.
we can bring it up to a point where if you're in the sweet spot, like right under the machine in the canopy, you don't feel the heat so much. Okay. Go out about 15 feet, and that's the worst spot. And then 20 <laughs> feet, it's good. Yeah. So there's this one spot, and you can tell when you hit it, because those people in that row, they're like going, yeah, hit it, hit it, hit it, and we hit this flame. And then they cower down like a bunch of little yeah. bugs. So if you like the trailer, you're going to love the full episode. Coming very soon on Six Photographs.